This podcast is rated E for explicit. What are you afraid of? Why do you stay hidden in the shadows from your many shades of gray? What do you ask God for when you kneel down to pray? When you get tired of hiding but lack the courage for the deciding. What do you want from me? You know, it's not good. Whatever it is. You know, my mother told me. You know what I mean? Then you find someone that can be a friend to you. I'm afraid to, to be more intimate because I'm afraid of what that's going to feel like. If a straight man and a straight female are like, that's my best friend. They're like, nah. Y'all are doing something, right? Like, you guys have something. I feel like at times parents may handicap us, putting like their experiences and their influences on their child. What, what you described to me is just really, truly loving another person, right? And we're not allowed to do that You're with right. other boys. Join us for this series that explores the many shades we hide in, the many desires we fight, the many things we love that we never love in the light. The very thing you've been afraid to say. I think I told my mom once by text, I love you, and she was like, thank you. You may. (laughs) And I was like, that's not happening ever again. Very well hear it here. Conversations like these are so important for us to have in our new series. Society likes to correlate emotions as a feminine trait. And, And when it's a feminine trait, you're like, I'm a guy. I'm a man. I don't have that, right? I don't care. No, I'm going to cry right now, and I don't care if I get yelled at or whatever. Crying is about to happen. The Shades of Bay. You met me. with God about so many things. This show is your invitation. The Poet God is the conversation. As we continue our Shades of Bay series, we have a lot in store. We found ourselves in a passionate discussion about why holding on to expired ideas surrounding how people identify doesn't work anymore. As a society, we love to contain people, to box them in or lock them out based off of what we think our beliefs tells us about them rather than what we've actually made the effort to investigate and explore. And when you have the mentality of a container whore, you've placed yourself in a box that doesn't allow you to learn anymore, leaving no room for nuance or any type of contradiction beyond what you believe the boxes say about the people you put them in every day. Similarly to the box you unknowingly put yourself into because the perspective of the container whore only has one view, which doesn't allow room enough for them to see themselves too. With that, we took a deep dive in, beginning with a sexuality assessment that needed to first assess itself. 
with questions so rigid they left no room between anything from mild to extreme nevertheless we were undefeated and we began unpacking just what we completed I agree that there's a, definitely a spectrum out there, but I felt like that particular test wasn't nuanced at all. Mm-hmm. It's like it only gave you extremes to answer to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It was which very I, black and white. Right, yeah. which I think is... it, it actually the point? Yes, it defeats <laughs> the whole purpose of it. Because right. I felt like if there were a little bit more nuance, then you would have to think a little bit more. You would actually have a decision to make, really, which one of these four options do I really fit into? Where it was really like, yes, this one is most obvious because it's it was so drastically clear, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to giving you things to think about. Because, you know, my experience has always been that a lot of us are repressed a lot, not just sexually, but emotionally, because the rules that we talked about previously, you know, we all grew up, you know, being socialized a certain way, right? Right. We're not, we weren't allowed to really express the fact that, you know, if you were supposed to be one or two, that I was probably a 1.2 mm-hmm. or right. 1.7, right? We weren't really able to actually express that. And I think that that quiz, it, I, it wasn't the worst that I've seen, mm-hmm. but I felt like it could have given us a little bit more, um, a little bit more to consider with some of the, the questions. So, I mean, I don't know if anybody else has any, any other specific things because I can't remember the actual questions, right. but I know that I was laughing because I was like, which one do I actually pick? Cause it's going to be either or, and it's like, which one am I closest to? Right. Didn't, right. Didn't give me enough in-betweens. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I think that there was more room for responses. I even feel like, I think most of them had four choices, but they were literally consistent in like what that A, B, C, or D was. It right. wasn't yeah. like, to your point, it wasn't like a 1.2 to an extent. Right. right. I think that there still was room to put in spaces that people would be more comfortable with answering. It mm-hmm, just yeah. felt like it was extremes. It was like, you're yeah. either 100% agreeing yeah. with this or 100% not. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. I got this vibe. I was like, the, the periods, where, the questions where they would give options, like, are you disgusted by this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's strong. Like, uncomfortable. Right. I'm like, that's also strong. How could right. I'm just okay with it? Right. Like, that's really aroused by it, but I'm okay with it. Like, that's, it's like, so that's, that's what you're, that's a good example because what I'm trying really to get, I example. couldn't remember the exact, but that's a perfect example because like, are you aroused or are you disgusted? Really? Right. <laughs> I can't, no... I can't be in between. Like, right. you know, so it was just, it was such a stark thing and I just laughed a lot because I was just like, yeah. okay, so at the end of it, it made me seem a lot more sexual. Uh, than I actually really am <laughs> simply because I really only had sexual questions. I could be like, I'd be like, I like it or I'm aroused. So I'm like, yeah. or no, sorry, I don't like it or I'm aroused. So I'm like, I don't hate it. So I guess right. this is my only choice is to be aroused. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, it's like, you're sexual. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, it was kind of funny because, but at, at the end of the day, it still made, made me think a lot about really what are those options. And I think it probably made me think more because of what was missing from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, what also was missing uh, to me is questions related to, for example, is like, say you connect with somebody, you have a real beautiful friendship with them mm-hmm. and, or you have a, 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 a emotional, whatever the non-sexual connection would be right. that then creates the opportunity yes. for the sexual part to take play. I, I would like to see, questions that kind of speak to that because yeah. I feel like that's a big missing point. And also at least from the, some of the experiences that, that I've had, um, that's how a lot of things materialized. It was mm-hmm. a friendship. It, it, it was a non-sexual connection right. that then may have gotten into the areas of gray with that. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So where are the stuff that speaks to those experiences? Because I think, that's the whole, that's what I was really looking for. Yeah. I think the answers didn't even give you the the opportunity to, to be more in the middle, honestly, because even, even as you say that, I think that really even, and and to your point, I don't really remember the questions as much as well, but it would, I, I think of what if somebody was what we would just say is like bisexual. I don't know that the questions would have allowed them to align Mm -hmm. themselves clearly with that mm-hmm. because it was either like 
no, you like this or you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's funny though. I think, you know, just moving beyond just the test itself. Um, I, I, I do wonder with your last statement, right? Like how do people, how do people learn to express that or really learn where they kind of fit on this? Mm-hmm. Um, because when you think about your our human sexuality, I'm just saying gender roles and all that kind of stuff. Most of us gravitate towards one side or another just because of just the way it works. But bisexuality is a really interesting one because, as I mentioned before, I did have a girlfriend for a long time. Um, right. But before that, I didn't know that girls existed like that, right? You know. <laughs> um, but I, I had to actually take a deeper look at really where I fit in. Like that was the first time in my life that I ever questioned where I fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then I became an activist. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to activate for bisexuality, right? But I do feel, I do feel like it's, 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 a, it's an example of just like really just not really understanding that you can exist mm-hmm. without it having to be such a firm definition, mm-hmm. right? But we have, Talked about well, we've touched on uh, the whole bisexuality thing um, on the on the podcast before, and I'm a, I'm gonna put Gary on the spot a little bit because I thought he had some interesting kind of thoughts about how he felt. But I think you started out feeling like too many people use it as a crutch to not really say what it really is. Well, I think in my beginning about it, I think people. We're using it as a disguise for what they're really feeling, like may not be comfortable with what they really are. So may not be saying, I don't really want to say I'm gay, so I will say I'm bisexual because that's more comfortable or accepted. So I feel that some people were using it as a guise for not really expressing. Now, um, so I, I think I felt that way a lot, but I think I've come to kind of the a little bit more where I think people can be attracted to both have mm-hmm. that attraction, strong male or female. But I think there are people who use it as a guise. Yeah. I get that. I think, I think sometimes where I feel like a lot of difficulty comes in is that as humans, we try to associate things with things, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it is, we do have these labels. We have everything because that's what tries to help us make sense of things or help us understand things, right? So it's, okay, you say you're bisexual. So what that helps me understand is that you're attracted to both men and women, right? But what people may not dive deeper into that understanding is, is while you could be attracted to both, what it doesn't mean is that you want both at the, the same, same time, time. Yeah. right? So that's where the differences are. So it is literally like, okay, here's this label. And even sometimes I feel like people may feel forced to have this label or some sort of label. So, hey, I'm gay, right? But now you might even feel stuck because as you're exploring and learning more about yourself, you can say, you know what? not really gay. I I recognize that I might be bi or maybe I'm trans or maybe there's this. And people are like, well, didn't you just tell me last week (laughs) that you were this? Right. So I think that where people might find themselves to go back to you saying about people saying bisexual, sometimes they may even just be doing it to provide themselves the comfort of time. Yep. To explore mm. themselves and learn themselves I more. Love that. The comfort of time. Correct. To allow them to, to see what it is. That. <laughs> <laughs> I like to explore the idea more of the nuance in between, right? Yeah. Like, because I, I feel like I love that that people give themselves time to figure it out. But I just wonder how firm we are as a society so much into really creating these boxes, even the one in the middle, that we really have lost sight of the fact that humans are just that, right? And that you know, we're forcing people to make decisions on something that they probably don't even know or feel enough about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Even in a, def- a different side, right? I think that a lot of times, I'll give a good example, like a gay man or or even more specific, a black gay man, right? People assume, hey, if he's gay, he has to be extra feminine, right? <laughs> that it, right? But if, it, if, if he is, if he's black and he's gay and he's like, no, I'm extra masculine. I'm a bodybuilder. I play sports. And they're like, you're gay, right? To them, they're like, no, there, there's this box of gay and this is, this is the checklist for it. Yeah. You don't, you don't meet that. That's not what you are. And I think that that's why there, there is that trouble with it, right? So 
that, there is this association with yeah i think that's too because i think that's one of the biggest things i think I have an issue with people boxes that people don't want to be in boxes because people already have assumptions of what those boxes contain mm-hmm. so if i put you in that box you you're supposed to have these characteristics of who you are mm-hmm. and some people are not comfortable with the assumptions of what the characteristics are of what you they want you to be right so i'm not i'm definitely gonna be in that box because i know calvin's gonna think that i'm this or i'm that because of what society thinks that box is supposed to contain correct mm-hmm. we all they also always want to put us in a box so that's i think that's why people want to always say i don't want to be put in a box i want to give myself a label but society forces people whether you want to or not to be in a box. Correct. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to say something probably unpopular, but I think that it's fair. I think that, just like you described, it does help us make sense of things, right? But I just feel like we don't have enough flexibility to let people out of the box once, we, once we've realized what that box means. A friend of mine who does, uh, works as a courier, and he was telling me about this situation. He's, he's gay, and, but he, he presents very masculine, and traditionally, you know, masculine and whatnot. But anyway, this girl... Uh, at one of the stores he would see every day, she was, you know, developing this rapport with him. Mm-hmm. And he started to feel like she was flirting with him, that she was. A, so he said, you know what, let me just tell her, because this is where this is going, right. that, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm gay. Right. So she he did. And she cursed him out and told him, if you don't like me. Just tell me you don't, you don't like me. You don't have to lie to me. <laughs> oh my right. <laughs> like, I've heard of that before, but I've never seen it in action. Right. Like, really? And he just, she, she said she wouldn't, he, she wouldn't buy it because of what you just said is like, she saw, okay, this is a masculine man. He got kids. Yeah. There's no way that you're gay. She wouldn't accept. She was like, nah, you know, don't, don't, don't play my face. You know, just tell me that you don't like me. You know, I'm good. No, that's funny because I always, I, I, that, that's the first time I've heard something like that. Because usually you get like, um, maybe the, the straight man who, she knows he's attracted to women, mm-hmm. turns her down and then she used, throws the, you're gay. Gay at him as a pejorative. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, I, so it's weird to me just seeing that like, happening right. in this form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it is it is so it's a wild world I, out there. I think it's a, it's one of those examples of how strongly people hold on, yeah, to what like he said, what it means to be, what they think it means to be, whatever that thing is that you're identifying as. But I think also too, society media also plays into that too. Mm-hmm. We we get a lot of what we put in boxes by the media, yeah, yeah. and so they portray boxes of characteristics of certain things. And so we see this every day. We see this in shows and movies. And so, so we automatically think that if you're in this box, this is the way you're supposed to be because this is the way I see it. I don't see it any other way as, as you were saying. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who don't, they don't live in big cities, right? They don't have a lot of examples of difference. Um, mm-hmm. To be able to latch onto, right? But I'm, I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I was just thinking about this because it hit me for a second that we're talking a lot about perception, right? Visual, right? And mm-hmm. how people come across. But I am very interested in people as they develop internally, how they feel, and how if you know, imagine, you know, I'm, I'm going to use myself for this situation. I'm on this plane, right? And I see this girl, and I'm just like, what's happening right now? Yeah. Right? You know, th- this is coming from somebody who spent his whole life you know, being very gay, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking he was very gay. And all of a sudden, the the attraction was so strong that it was undeniable that it was what that was, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, and then seeing her again at college and just being like, oh God, she's down the street, I mean, down the hall from me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to see her every day, right? And then, you know, it just it was a very weird feeling to come to a reality that you may not know yourself as well or that whatever you really are feeling that you've defined may have some nuances, right? You know, and I, I'm, I want to explore that more with people, like in terms of like, how do you actually feel? I don't care about wh- how it comes off. Right. I just, if you, when you walk into that room and you f- see that person, is it, do you feel that strong thing? Like you said, developing that friendship, you've been hanging with them and starting to develop, or is this one of those things like mine where you see this person, you go like, Oh, I wasn't expecting to feel that. Yeah. I think it happens at, at least I've experienced it quite often. I don't know again why he and I have talked about this extensively, but I, I find myself in the middle of those 
crosshairs where people are conflicted. It's not always articulated, as you and I spoke, uh, spoke about earlier. They're not always able to articulate it. But as I remember, um, a friend of mine said, told me that like people, men, uh, a lot of times will go as far as they can with you. And what they want is for you to take them the rest of the way. Right. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? That sounds to me like a very emotionally ris- risky uh, proposition to take on because I don't know if they can't art- articulate it. That means that there is some great areas that now I have to figure out, okay, because you did this, does that mean this? Mm-hmm. And then how much of this? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm not doing that. But you know what I even wonder, even hearing you talk, because you're saying like these visuals and so on, in my mind, I wonder, or or some sort of social experiment, which I think would be fun, <laughs> right, is, is imagine if we were able to put people mm-hmm. in a space, kind of, my first thought was like, I don't know if you've watched the show Love is Blind, but putting them in something where you can't see the person that you're oh. talking to, right, change their voice. So yeah. everybody has one same voice. And have you socialized with people for, heck, call it two, three weeks and be like, who is the person that you are the most attracted to? Yeah. Right. So you don't know, you know, you can't answer whether you're male or female. You can't answer if you're straight or gay and literally find out who are you attracted to. I think they right? would be shocked. I'm That's an amazing. I'm signing up for that watch show. That. Yeah. Oh, see, you you would watch it. I need to be on that show. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I would... You get what I mean? Like, because I think that that is where it will draw people's attention away from like, hey, we hold all of this mm-hmm. physical and all of these sort of things. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, really, to go to your point where you were like, hey, I, I thought that this was all I was attracted to. Mm-hmm. There was more to it than. Yeah. And than- even, you know, with my myself, as I've uh, spoken with um, my circle about, I'm typically attracted to more masculine mm-hmm. traits, right? Right. But uh, as Calvin loves to say, that's not absolute. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yes. And so I've found some scenarios where uh, the guy might probably be a little bit more feminine, feminine that I would normally be drawn to, but there's something else going on there mm-hmm. that I find intriguing. And I struggle to even name it. Right. Like what it is. But I just know that, okay, I could see that, you know, uh, happening, right? Um, and so I, I think even within the things that we do know about ourselves, there, there are things that is still yet to be discovered. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and I, I do feel like there's probably, I feel like at some point we need to all give our, give ourselves a break and kind of take off the, the shackles a little bit and mm-hmm. just be, right? Because I think that, a lot of us spend too much time trying to fit into one mold or the other, right? Hundred percent. And um, and it doesn't it doesn't even matter which mold it is. But I feel like all of us are trying to, or most of us are trying to fit into a mold, mm-hmm. right? You know, am I good enough for this or am I that? But to your point earlier too, I feel like once we can just identify or at least be comfortable with the idea that there's something. I don't really understand about why I like this person, right? Mm-hmm. And be okay with that, right? And be okay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I had to be okay with it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it's funny. I think, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know a hundred percent where I got like my ability to just kind of be right. But I remember my mom having a conversation with, with us or with me about this, this woman who liked her. Right. And it was just like the most natural conversation that she was like, Oh yeah, I was just, wasn't interested in blah, 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 blah. And we went on to, I mean, there was no drama about it. There was not, it was just a conversation. She liked me and I didn't like her. Okay. Fine. Right. You know? <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like I probably have been in a position to probably do that more, but I think I'm, I'm still more surprised at um, the times where it hits me differently like i don't know why this is happening to me at this moment mm-hmm. um but i feel like i had a good foundation for being able to just kind of sit back and and just let it flow we'll be right back after these messages i play priest to a fuck boy with many tales to tell go to a bar and just chill and you'd be scoping. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Um, and before you know it, you look at your phone and you're, you're talking to like eight to ten different women mm-hmm. at one time. I'll leave it up to you to decide what his confessions spell. If you find yourself getting attached, you need to let me know. If you're down for the ride. This is what it is. And a little kiss and tell. <laughs> I don't care anybody says attraction gets you in the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you come on in, wait in line, but at least you're in the room. Buckle up. At least you're in the room. Not wait in line. <laughs> For the tide. Not in the room. Okay, I believe you're a fuckboy. That boy comes when egos swell. If the title of what is constituted as a fuckboy, that would be me. Listen to Confessions of a Fuckboy, Season 5. Episode 8. And after you follow the Poet God podcast on your favorite podcasting app, a quick search of the Poet God on Twitter and Instagram will connect you to just what we have on tap. And if you're not that social, at thepoetgod.com, we got your back. What are we afraid of and and just like that question that i asked when we had that happy hour that conversation began with a question about if you uh, to the men at the table if uh would you bring a same-sex uh partner into your bedroom if your female partner requested that experience and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that every all the men said no i think i think so i think so so the women were asking well why Mm-hmm. You know, how, how come it's okay for you mm-hmm. to bring in another woman if I said yes to that, but I can't bring in another man? And, and some of the comments at the table were everything from, well, I don't want another dude's dick next to me. Right, because it's gay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, but that's, that's, that's the perception no, of it. I know, <laughs> I know exactly, but it's just, it's, it's just, it is funny because that is, to me, one of the assumption immediately that it, that it's that. Yeah. Like, do, are you expected to interact with this person, right? You know, right. there's, there's none of that. What were you going to say though? I, I do like this, I, cause I feel there's also another dimension to this conversation. Cause I think there's lots of people who would like do that. If they weren't in a relationship with a person. Oh. And they're very. Explore. Yeah, like, I I mean, you you see it in, I mean, you see it in porn, you see it all the time in real life. There's people who would actually, like, have um, sex Mm -hmm. with odd, well, they would have sex with a woman as other men are having sex with a woman. Right, like a group thing. Yeah, and they don't feel a way about it. So I don't even, and in that moment, I wonder, is this like, what does this say about how they feel about their sexuality? Because it's, it's like the people that I would, I would consider to be even, like, potentially not, well, I would consider to definitely not open to the idea of being with a man. Right. right. Yet they are there in that situation. In that situation. Yeah. And um, what, what, what does that say, I guess, about it? Listen, from the very beginning, every, ever since I saw the first gang bang, mm-hmm. I, that was the question in my head. I was like, so this is straight porn, right? But even, Because, you know, yeah. that's the category that it's in. Yeah. yeah, but I also think what's so funny, and I wish I would have been there for that conversation, because then my return question would have been like, well, do you watch porn? And if they said yes, I would have been like, so do you watch a man with a woman? So is that not the same thing? Right. Because right. you're watching a guy having sex, right? right? Yeah, but they don't have to interact with them. Yeah, but but you're interacting by watching in a right. sense, right? Mm. There is some, so I I just... I wonder who wrote these rules, right? Because mm-hmm. these are rules that people are attempting to follow, in a sense. Who wrote these rules to say, that's you can do gay. it here. Right, that's, but that's gay, not gay. But right. that's not gay, right? Right. And it, well, listen, look, that, the first time I heard that bullshit <laughs> was when I was in the, in, the, in, the, in the locker room in high school. I think it was like, actually, I think it was junior high school. In uh, seventh grade, when this dude who used to bully me all the time uh, followed me down to the locker room and dropped his pants and it was like, suck my dick, right? But that's not gay. Right. I just need my dick sucked. <laughs> right. What the hell? And I kindly finished putting the shoelaces on my um, 
shoes and got my ass up out of there because I'm like, you, you got me fucked up. Uh, that's, that is, <laughs> but 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 that's the 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 now because he was supposed to be straight, but 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 it's okay for you to suck my dick, right? Right? I'm not doing it to you, correct? Because then that would be gay, correct? But if you're doing it to me, correct? That's yes. different. Who wrote that rule? Exactly. All <laughs> right. I, I want to get back to this relationship thing because I think this is, I had a, a different angle that I took yeah. um, when it came to relationship because I do like that as a concept that if you weren't in a relationship, there's, there's no connections, there's no feelings, right? You know, you don't want to see somebody with your girl, right? If, if you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I also had the, the same, the thing of the flip. If I was a woman in that situation, it's like, why is it okay for me to have to see you with another woman, mm-hmm. but not the other way around. And I, and I've always thought of that too, because that was what I always came down to is like, that is the most selfish thing you can yeah. do is they mm-hmm. say, it's okay for me, but you can't have it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I don't understand. I, I really have I've struggled with that for a lot. Yeah. But you're making it sound like all these rules are equal. People, people <laughs> play these games with equal rules. They don't. Right. That's true. So that's what, that's what's happening. Cause he wants to have it his way. But doesn't want to allow it for her, right? So it's not equal for across the board. Yeah, it's a simple matter of selfishness. Um, yeah, like I guess the power dynamics of play, but it's simply it's selfishness. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't ask something of someone you're not willing to give to them, right? Yeah. Like it's as simple as. And I, I think men in general have been kind of like indoctrinated with how porn is set up because as I heard somebody say that it revolves porn in general tends to revolve around a man's view Mm -hmm. of everything in his pleasure and serving him. You hit the nail on the head there too, but I think that he actually had the right definition, Mm -hmm. power dynamics. Power dynamics. Because that is, that is all these things have been set up so that one person is more dominant than the other, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And whatever they want goes, mm-hmm. right? And it's just, it just, just like you said, it just shows up the porn. But I, I feel like it really, it, it was very apparent before people were that into porn, right? It mm-hmm. was porn just as an, a, a way to actually put it on paper for, for you not to even have to even have a relationship to have, right? To deal with that. Mm-hmm. But it really is about that dynamic because I do, I do, I, I, I feel like what I've seen with people is that there are too many people who are willing to just say, okay, if that's what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Without having any need or demand to get what they need out of it. So. Right. Right. I mean, in thinking about that too, I, I was thinking, um, that with the hypersensitivity to what's not gay and what's is gay seems to mostly exist with uh, men of color because in the contrast, white men, they cross lines all over all over the place and don't even bat an eyelash at it. Where is as we are, for, <laughs> we're so focused on it, but they're doing circle jerks and like yeah, <laughs> and none of them gay, not right, not a bit, not a bit. Right. Yes, yeah. What I'm laughing at is because <laughs> it's just it's just the the uh, the idea that there's a whole culture around not gay. But, yeah. but sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I'm laughing because it's just, it's, it's so hypocritical. Like, I just really don't, is. I don't get it. Like, and the thing is, I want to be fair. I don't think that everybody who has any sexual, what do you call it, moments with somebody of the same sex is gay, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. believe that at all. Mm-hmm. I, but I do think that if it's something that, you're putting a label in or, or even trying to say it's opposite of that. There's, there's more to it than that, right? Like if you want, if you have to say something is not gay, mm-hmm. let's explore because right. you needing to say that means that there's much more at play, right? right. right. Like if, if I'm over there at, at, and I'm, you know, 15 years old and I'm fondling my little friend because I'm trying to figure out if I like it or not. And I don't, that mm-hmm. doesn't make me gay. Cause I just, right. I, I, I just, I'm just trying to, but, but if you're doing it over and over and over again, but you're like, yeah, but I'm not gay. <laughs> It just feels good, right? You know, like that's what I'm saying is like there's a whole culture around that, uh-huh. right? Well, that's isn't that where that no homo came thing came from? Yeah, the hashtag no because you it's like you say no homo before you do the, 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 the before you do it or before you say something that quote unquote sounds gay. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Yes, mm-hmm. but but that, I was gonna go back to the previous thing at the table when I asked. What are you afraid that you might like? 
<laughs> but even further, that's yeah. leading the witness, sir. No, no, I, 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 I don't think you expected my answer because my answer was I wasn't even thinking along the lines you were thinking at the time because I was like, oh, it could get real dark. <laughs> and, um, it didn't get real dark, and like, because um, I like I think of myself in. Um, you know, it's like when when sex is almost intoxicated, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, and when you're not in a sexual setting, you're maybe more so when you think of the the things you're maybe morally opposed to. Mm-hmm. Like and and so I was like, Oh, like I don't I don't know how we got there, but I was like, There's there's people who like say for instance have rape fantasies. Like, rape fantasies. Okay. Sober, like not like in terms of you're not in a sexual setting, you it's a horrific thing to mm-hmm. think yeah. about. But it, and, and so I was like, oh, yeah, it can get dark. I haven't explored that, but I was like, I don't remember how we got there. But I, like, think, that's sort of thing. I think I, 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 we might have gotten there because I had talked about well, one of my supervisors at a job who yeah. she's a, a female. And she said um, that she that's her that's one of her things. She gets turned on. When she's watching movies and if, yeah. if a woman is being raped, it's, it, it's, she was very turned on uh, by that. And that's what I, I, I guess I was like, I would struggle with, like, I, I don't know, maybe I, I would be curious to see if I would ever get that. But it's like, I feel like it already, there's some sort of cognitive dissonance for me in the sense that mm-hmm. like, it's something that it, you're morally opposed to. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm morally opposed to in this moment, but it's like in some very specific setting, I can... It so, could be a turn on so kind of thing. I, yeah. as it's on the same lines, though, because I, mm-hmm. I, 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 this example was brought up to me one time because I do think that, you know, when we say rape fantasy and stuff, I think that we're thinking more of the violent or whatever. But one person pointed out to me is like, if my husband wakes me up with his dick in me, mm-hmm. that is not, that is not right. And that is another form of that because there was no consent. I was asleep, right? right? You know, and I thought, and I thought about that. I was like, that is something that, that I've heard a lot that people are like, oh yeah, I love that, right? But in, in, in essence, that's still a rape fantasy, right? Mm. And it's, and it's, and it's to me, it's yeah. one of those more subtle ones that makes you really have to think about what, what it, what that means to you, right? Right. You know, because I know that, that all of us think about when we talk about consent, you know, it's the, the more intellectual version of it. But when you're in bed with somebody else and you do some, do a sexual act and they aren't participating because they don't even know it's happening. Right. That is still a rape. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what she was uh, speaking of too. The, the whole, at least that's the way she described it to me, the whole, the physicality of it, the being dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what it, where it would, you know, turn on. But I also suspect that in uh, situations where, uh, for example, like uh, men who have been in prison for an extended period of time and they have come to, I don't know if the word is enjoy, mm-hmm. but they've come to engage in, in the male to male, you know, sexual experience and continue to do it after they leave prison. Um, the whole question is, so, so they went in straight and then they came out gay. Right. People said, but my thing is that, Again, sexuality is a spectrum. Right. So maybe the circumstances that presented themselves spoke to wherever they were on the spectrum. They may not Correct. have been aware <laughs> until it was in front of them. And Correct. they realized, you know, I can do this too. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And now they've leaned into that, um, although they didn't identify as what that, as what that typically is. And on the flip side... Um, we had watched, I don't know if you were there, Calvin, but we watched a documentary, a documentary with uh, porn stars. I think it was, on, I don't know if it was on HBO or on Netflix or on Amazon, but it was people who did porn, male porn stars, who they started out doing straight porn. And when the gay porn thing started to explode, they were, oh, there's money over there. There was more money over there. Right. Mm-hmm. There's more money over there. So I think I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the guys who uh, was doing it, he said, um, I enjoy the gay sex. I'm not gay, but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he spoke to the whole thing about, well, do you know where the um, the male G spot is? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and we had that. Co- I don't know if we had that conversation at, at, at the table. Do when not that came up. those poor guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we kind of did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we went there. Yeah. Somebody, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody had asked about. Yeah, if you don't know where the male G spot is, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. It's a couple inches up there. All right? right. So if you're having um, male to male 
anal sex, whether you might have thought you enjoy, you're going to feel something. Right. Yes. That's because that is literally where the, so I think people <laughs> are figuring that out. They're like, they might be surprised to, for lack of a better word, that whether it's a male partner or a female partner, that if they're starting to stimulate you, mm-hmm. at least if you're open to it, and they started to to stimulate you in that way that you probably will feel something that you that you never felt before if you never did it. I think even so, one of the things that I've been thinking about too was how you talked about you know, a group of white guys. I think that that's even where culturally, you know, that's where the difference is, mm-hmm. right? Because culturally, if a if a black man isn't masculine, he's gay. Right. Period. That's it. Right. End of story. <laughs> he's gay, right? And if he's masculine, he's got to be straight, right? right? So that's mm-hmm. where the problem with your friend, right? Mm-hmm. Where white men, they get to be Everything and anything under the sun, and it's just a white guy. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. No, but yeah, right? So it's like you, and and that's why I even feel like sometimes in black and brown communities, you do see hyper-masculinity because there's this concept of, I don't want to present myself in this way, right? Right. Because presenting this way also makes me seem weak. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. So... Mm Ah, I'm going to be this big guy. I'm going to walk around. They they go overboard. Right. And they're going to carry themselves in this sort of way. And, you know, no, absolutely. No, don't hug me as another guy. Because, again, I have to carry myself in this sort of manner to not come off weak or, or anything of that sort. And, you know, sometimes I do feel like, you know, it's terrible. You don't have the opportunity to truly learn everything about yourself mm-hmm. because it doesn't have to do anything with sexuality. But yeah, mm-hmm. what if you genuinely just enjoy being hugged? Right. But you don't know it because right. you didn't give yeah. yourself the opportunity. To do right. It. According to sources such as Psychology Today and PenMedicine.org, when you hug for at least 20 seconds, it releases the feel-good hormone known as oxytocin, which creates a stronger bond and connection between those individuals. It has also been shown to boost the immune system and reduce stress. Now, knowing that, could you allow yourself to be vulnerable enough with your siblings or friends to hug for 20 seconds or longer? Now, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to normalize? We'll be right back with hugs and more after these messages. Hey guys, I'm Joseph, a member of the board which is what Akil refers to as his community of friends and supporters. We all have something valuable to give. And sometimes it's as simple as giving someone else a reason to live. On behalf of all the board members, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Akil's success is our success. And we want you to be a part of the community we are building. It's not enough. It's not enough. Because you are the very foundation we must build it on. It's not enough to tell people that they matter. We have to show them. Like my friends showed me. So tell a friend, leave a review, and keep in touch. We want to hear from you, because it all matters. Just as you do. You reminded me of something. So I I read an article recently that talked about in order for the body to register or the brain and the body to register the the effects of affection or hug or whatever. It it was, you know, longer than we normally do it. And I, I read it and I thought to myself, I don't think that a lot of people are willing to go there because just think about that. You hug, you're holding somebody Two guys mm. hugging each other who who don't normally, you know, especially with how we typically 
like the hug is this standoffish, you know. To the side, yeah. Right. I so, know. So I, imagine a full embrace, right, for about the time that they say it takes for you to register, the, your body to register the, the, the benefits of the affection. I think the things that that would start to bring up mm-hmm. or that would come up would, 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 would make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's going into a space of vulnerability. With each second, you're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting closer and closer, you know, and then, you know, where are we? You know, what does this mean? Oh, my God, we have to put a label on it. Does it make us gay? Yeah. You know? I, I like the fact that you said vulnerable because I feel like that that is really all it is, mm-hmm. right? The The problem is the training that went into you're 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 creating that defense, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like it's okay to be defensive. You know, I don't really want to be vulnerable to you, you know. Right. But the problem is that that defense has a label now too, yeah. right? And I think that that's where the destructive part comes in. Mm. Like because you're right, you know, you know, not everybody can deal with any level of affection, especially not coming from somebody of the same gender. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to well, what are you afraid of? What's going to happen if you hold me for forty seconds? Uber? So. I want to. I, I want to think about like, that too. What are you gonna? What's gonna happen? What? Because I feel like the whole thing about what are you afraid of? Yes, that's a thing, but I don't know if people can answer that because they didn't program themselves, mm-hmm, right. right? You know, that somebody put that fear into In them, them right? right? And not everybody is like us, where we're th- sitting around thinking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just like, oh, it's right. like you know, immediate reaction, and they don't calm down enough to realize mm-hmm. I've been programmed my whole life. Right. It's not always the worst things because I have learned, needed to learn how to play in society, but there are some things that I might need to ad- adjust as an adult, right? And mm-hmm. I, I might need to find a different way for certain things to happen. And emotions are very strong with black men. Like mm-hmm. we all have a, a, a transition time where we have to stop being the boys that we were brought up and being the men who we actually can be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I had a, 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 a question about this whole thing about, okay, if you are crossing, getting out of your box uh, sexually and admitting to yourself that you enjoy certain things that are not inside of what you're identifying. And the case in point, um, in our, this only fans world is this, <laughs> this, this person that I uh, follow on Twitter, he has a only uh, fans page and he caters to, uh, she does straight content mostly caters to that. And um, recently, he felt the need to uh, write a kind of whole expose on some of his activities that he has not shared mm-hmm. with his audience. And he said in that article that he wrote that he occasionally um, enjoys anal sex uh, with men, but he is does not identify as gay. Um, he said that he, he he enjoys anal play. Mm-hmm. He does some of that in his OnlyFans content, um, but he said that he does it with men because it feels better, like because it's real, right? Versus mm-hmm. these things that he's playing with, but he's not connecting with them on a emotional level. On a right, you know, it's it's just for this very specific experience. Um, because it's just sexual. Because it's just sexual. Right. So my question to you is you do you feel like somebody in his um where he's coming from can say that he's straight or does he need to even identify anything at all? Well, I guess for me, I feel like you even have to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that what do you think would make someone gay, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, you have people that will label themselves straight, for example, right? So let's try to just go down this route. And if they never had sex, are you going to say, mm. you're no longer straight? Like, you're not straight. You, you've never had sex. So you can't say that, right? So I think you would have to look at it, like, strip it down to to that. Like, mm. what would you say is gay, right? And everybody's going to have a different definition or what that looks like. And I think that for a person in themselves and for himself, he's like, yeah, I like this. I like this sexual act, but that doesn't make me gay. 
He's like, because I don't connect with it on an emotional level. So these guys, because it's just sex, I'm not gay. It's just the sexual act. You know, I think, too, goes back to the identification. If he's identifying something, we as society are not allowing him to identify as what he feels he wants to be. Mm-hmm. We're saying, you're lying. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's not allowed to identify the way he feels, Correct. even if that's what he wants to be. That's like that scene in Mary Jane, the show Mary Jane, where she was attracted, she was with this guy for a while, newly dating. And he had a conversation with her and he was like, okay, I was going to tell you because we were getting close. He was like, many years ago when I was younger, younger, I had an experience with a guy. Mm-hmm. It was one time, never happened again. I wasn't interested in him. And it blew her mind. She couldn't, she couldn't emotionally okay. be attracted to him again. Right. Because in her mindset, he was. Correct. Even though he told her, he was not. Mm-hmm. So again, society doesn't allow people to identify who they say they are. They create their own boxes and throw it on them. So that creates that problem there. So they're saying that you can't fully identify who you feel you are because mm-hmm. we're telling you, no, you're not. Correct. Because it's even, it's even like what you brought up earlier, right? Where the, the, the guy dropped his pants and he's like, suck my dick, right? <laughs> and in and, and, and theory... Had you done it, it's like, I'm not gay because right. you did it to me. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I do it to you, that just because I do it to you, now that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is, it's interesting that you said it too, because I was thinking about that in not so explicit terms. Um, <laughs> that, you know, I mean, the example I'm using is because I think that there are, there are men who actually are even, they're not, it's not sexual as much as they, like the admiration and comfort, right? Mm. And I think that I think mm. that sometimes that is a turn on. And I'm going to give you an example. It's like, and I'm going to go all the way back to high school on this one, um, just like you did on yours, but mm-hmm. different, a <laughs> little bit different. Um, so this this guy, and you know, he knew that I was attracted to him, and I think he liked the idea that he was admired, right? And he would do things like. You know, hey, Cal, I know you got some lotion in your bag over there. Can I borrow some? Knowing that I'm a black man. So, yes, I have lotion in my bag. <laughs> you need to borrow my lotion with your little Latino skin, right? right. And then then the, some some of those days, he would come out of the showers naked. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, hey, um, I can't reach my back. Can you? Can you do, uh, this went on for like a whole oh year, right? But I, I knew that it was all it was is really his satisfaction at being admired, admired. Right? Right. right? But that, but it was, but I, I do feel like there's a, this sexual tinge because I think he was turned on by it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. simply that he just liked being admired, mm-hmm. but it was a turn on for him too. And it mm-hmm. didn't matter who it was at that point. And so that also makes me wonder though. So th- I think there's a, a element where some men, just get turned on by dominating whoever sexually. Yeah. They don't give a fuck what your genitalia is. They just yeah. want to dominate you and they get turned on by the act of doing it to you. Yeah. That's, that's a very important point because I do think that there are plenty of people who, who do that. And just, and just like you said, some of those people are bullies. They do it through violence. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think like, I, I guess I have a question because I'm like, when we use, when we, we talk about seeing men, who say like to partake in certain experiences but don't want to be labeled as gay. I think let's take, because gay is a box, right? Let's ask the question differently. Like, if you like to say, um, occasionally have sex with men, is it correct to say you're attracted to men sometimes? Yeah. Okay. I, I would think so. I feel because, like I feel like that's that. When you say is it correct? That that to me is the question I have. It's like if if that's what you feel, then it's correct, then it's right? Correct. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like what you're what you're saying is is, is there's some kind of standard that we can we can go by with that, right? Or are you saying do I need to label myself as gay because I'm attracted to dudes sometimes? Not even label yourself as gay, like because I think like what people when people are saying I'm not gay in this moment, they're saying I'm not attracted to men, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, in this moment, do you want to have sex with a man? Gotcha. I see what you're going. Right? So are you attracted 
to a man in this moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Or are you not? Like, what are you saying? Because it's one thing to say you're not gay because I think it's a broader term. It's a broader yeah, you term. You can sort of escape from yeah. right. the reality of it. But yeah, like, yeah. like, it's a, a more targeted question. Are you attracted to this man in this moment? Gotcha. I think, I think I it goes back saying. to what we were talking about, about it, there being a spectrum. Because I really don't, I don't feel like everybody has to be on either side, right? Like, I don't feel like you have to be in one corner or the other. I Like I was saying, sometimes you just feel. And whatever happens... Mm-hmm. Is that and right? We're going to put that social experiment into place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I do. I really do feel like a lot of the trauma that people have, and a lot of the bad feelings they have internally, is because they're working so hard to fit in a box that mm-hmm. they don't fit in anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Instead. It's like, why don't I fit in it? What's wrong with me? All that kind of stuff. Right. When the reality is, you fit enough into that box, so you know, don't even worry about the other part. Right. right. Just mm-hmm. move on. Right. Like, but, mean, but a lot of people don't think that way. Right. I, I think at least the impression that I got from the teenage years and the, 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 the dudes that were around me is that their definition of gay is marching in a parade. You want to get married. You want to play house, that whole thing, you know, is in their minds, but they saw this sexual interaction as an aside from that. They're like, oh, I'm not trying to wife you. I'm just trying to fuck you. Mm. Right. That's a different thing because if I was trying to do the other stuff, then that would make me gay. But this other stuff that we're doing, that's, this is just sex. This is just me getting pleasure or whatever. Um, And so that's how I I think they they thought of it, and 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 I think a lot a lot of people still do think that way. You know, but that kind of makes sense. I never I've never heard of that from the from the male side because mm-hmm. I feel like women feel that way, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I feel like women also feel more comforted in being able to sexually explore other women because society's not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, Oh, you guys are both sensitive. There's, <laughs> it's go touch, ahead and right? figure it out. And, and go through that. You're going to explore like, yeah, so on and so forth. And it's so much more open for a woman to do it. And a woman will sit here. I feel like if you ask a lot of women, they would have been like, yeah, in high school or in college, I've tried that, but I'm not, I'm not gay. I didn't, I never wanted to be in a relationship with them and nobody second guesses it because it's a woman but it's funny to hear it from a from from it being from a guy's standpoint and and i'm I'm glad that you said that because i've had a lot of questions um that i didn't have the opportunity to ask um you know some of my same gender loving female friends Mm. who uh deal with the same things that we did but, but i don't i was wondering how is it with women is it easier to navigate those gray areas because it's like with dudes, especially, you know, if they don't explicitly mm. identify as bisexual, gay, whatever, you tend to not know how to you to find your footing with them. You just know that, okay, they're hugging me like for 40 seconds, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, or they're doing whatever it is that they're doing that, that comes across as I wonder, you know, yeah. I, you know, how do, how, how is it, is it, do you think it's the same way with women or is it easier for women when it comes to not knowing if she's, if she's going to be with it or not? I think so for myself, I feel like it can be tough. And I've had conversations like this with some of my best friends, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm more masculine presenting. So I feel like my assumption is if somebody sees me outside, they automatically assume that I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Here I am. You've never seen me in a skirt. You've never seen me in a dress. And chances are you, you won't. Right. If you see baby pictures, maybe, but not, <laughs> not like now. Right. 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 So I feel like most people assume that. So. When we put that in context to now me being around feminine women, my automatic assumption is, is women are straight. Okay. That is my assumption. Right. Unless I am at a well-known gay place, mm-hmm. you're straight until, until proven otherwise. Right. Right. So I don't always go in like, if she hugs me, yeah, she likes me because women do that. Right. 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 And that's so much more accepting that it's hard to 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 navigate that. And then I also think that if I joke around and if a woman is not comfortable or isn't gay or doesn't want to express that they can be turned off quicker to it. I feel like if I were more feminine, they would be open to flirtation. So Mm -hmm. so for me to go up to another feminine girl and be like, oh, my God, girl, you look so cute. She'd take it if it was a feminine woman. But me. 
she's going to be like, mm, thank you. No, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just said, you look nice. Like, relax. I wasn't. You know, I think that's a great point because I've always had that problem too because I'm a hugger. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember the first time I hugged my stepdad. I thought he was going to die. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, because I'm a hugger. Like, yes. Right? And um, But I've done that with other people, too, and they always assume something. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even remember your name. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> but yeah. I but I, I'm, I'm, I would like to normalize that a little bit more because I, I feel like so I've been feeling like, man, oh, y'all man. are making, yeah, just like you're making me tired from all the... The insecurities like, you, you have. This, you know, what the fuck do you want to do? Like yeah, one, I, I of my, one of my least favorite things mm-hmm. is going to the movies with guys and them sitting like with a space in between. Oh, hell no. Fuck you. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Homo. Well, yeah, I, I can't sit you. next to yeah. you in the seat because that looks like we're a couple. No, I get that. I, I get that because what I will even say is, is even in college. So in my reverse Mm-hmm. position of it in college when I knew that I had straight female friends I didn't always like to go out with them by herself because mm-hmm. I was like you know people go think you're my girlfriend mm-hmm. I don't want to block you from getting any guy you want to go after or anything like that I because see. there is this automatic assumption because you are with somebody that gay you're gay by proximity uh, I used to do that in college too though yeah. now that I'm thinking about it I would be like no we need we need a group yeah Yep. If it's three of us, fine. Right. Not us two. Because yep. you are 100% gay by proximity. Wow. <laughs> and, and yeah, but I understand what you're saying. So I don't know if yours was the same as mine. I was, I was an activist by the time I turned 17. So mm-hmm. everybody on campus knew New, who I was. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was very much about that. No, I have to admit, I had a whole posse of friends or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I was just alone with anyone, that was the issue, right? So I always try to make it so that I would have some kind of way of us making it more open and groupy and stuff. Like if it was just the two of us going to dinner, I'd be like, Coco, let's sit at the table with Marsha, right? You know, that kind of yeah. stuff because it, 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 it was a, it was a protective thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I was doing it so much. Um, I, I mean, cause it, it, now that you brought it up, it's the first time I've thought about the fact that I was actively doing it, right? Mm. Um, and and maybe I was probably more affected by those rules than I thought I was. I get that. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's tough, though. And I think that, you know, sometimes I know that I was doing it out of care for my friends. Right. Because I know that I think for women, it can be a little bit easy. It's not as much scrutiny that women get for mm-hmm. being gay mm-hmm. um, as men can get. So I can only imagine guys even doing it for their male friends that they know that aren't because it's like I don't I don't want you to go through the trouble the pain the scrutiny that I receive mm-hmm. for this when I know that you aren't and we're literally friends because mm-hmm. I want to protect you right I guess I can understand that um you know when it comes to the whole spectrum of affection uh I find myself not wanting to engage with people that I think have toxic masculinity traits and so forth based off of how they interact with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, like I was saying, Uza with the whole thing, the far distance hug uh, that's typical with uh, some dudes. I remember there there was this guy at work who every time he saw me, he had to come up and do the, um, he would do like this kind of dops thing like this yeah. and, then bump, and then he would follow it with a, a pat on the back kind of thing. Right. Right. And so he was getting on my nerves and I said, <laughs> <laughs> I see, you know, I'm going to fuck with him. And so one day I was in there uh, sitting in my little corner at happy hour and he came up and was proceeding to do the same ritual. So when he reached out for the dops, I just opened my arms for a hug mm-hmm. and he, that fucked him all the way up. <laughs> he was like, oh, I don't know what to do with that. Like, and then he was, he kind of stepped back for a second and then he, he kind of leaned and he was all confused. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, good. So yeah. I thought that that was gonna um, prevent him from coming my way again. But then the next time, like in the follow up times, he started, he kind of got with my program. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He said, oh, you do hugs. Right. Like, okay. And then he started, I was like, oh, 
okay, that's not how I expected that to go. Yeah. And but that's been typical of how a lot of my um, you know interactions go. Like when you know people find out that they could be a certain way with me, yeah. Then they're like, oh, I could be this way with you. And then next thing you know, we're all we're rubbing each other's stomachs and we're just like this yeah. and we're just having a casual conversation our hands around each other and stuff like that some people yeah and, you know, and it'll be, it'll become a thing like that too much <laughs> stop at the hug that's all I need from you sir. <laughs> but you want more right I know exactly but we have to go in the going. parking lot for that wow <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about listen that was fun but the good times we had are far from done stay tuned and subscribe for more as we discover new shades of bay to explore Johnson, and this is the Poet God. Thank you for listening.